2: wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello! Hello! How is it going? Good, how are you? Good, what's new? Um, nothing really. Living like a such... Exciting lives! You I just got put this really trap fun. on, so you probably just heard all of that. Beep up, beep! No, I didn't hear
1: it, but I love it. Oh,
2: um, and it's just really heckin hot. Oh Man. my gosh, it's so hot! It's too yeah. hot. Yeah, it's too hot. It's too hot. Yeah. What
1: about yeah. you?
2: What about you?
1: Oh my gosh, nothing. Not up too much. I got a new shower curtain today.
2: Ooh, what does that
1: look like? Oh, it's just like white with the little pattern on it. <laughs> it's not really exciting at all. But I needed a new one, and I finally did it. Good for you! Thank you, thank you What's so your, much. Y-
2: you're welcome. <laughs> what you What you reading
1: it? So, I came to the conclusion that. Forest City Killer is just like it's it's just kind of dragging on for me now so I think that I've been like kind of dragging my feet because it's dragging on so much and not finishing it so I started a new book (laughs) okay okay let me hear about this new book the new book is called The 100 Years of Lenny and Margot, and it's by Marianne Cronin and so far it is very adorable um It's essentially about like a a young woman who's in the like palliative care ward of a hospital and an older woman who is also, so essentially they're both at the ends of their lives and their little relationship.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling it's going to be a tear jerker. I'm probably going to cry my eyes out.
2: Probably that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like something I want to read and then just cry at the same time. Like right? I want, yeah. I want that to happen to me. I just want to cry, yeah. happy <laughs> sadness.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a really good rate. It's like rated four point three seven on Goodreads though. So, Ooh. okay, that yeah, yeah, good, yeah. yeah. So far, it's kind of reminding me. The writing style is kind of reminding me of like Frederick Bachman, where it's like mm-hmm. just so you can just eat it up. Like it's just the, it's so, it's just written really well where it's so easy to read. So, so far so good. Don't know. Have to report back though. What about you? What are you reading? I'm still reading
2: The Scent Keeper. I'm like halfway through. It's a, like, it's an okay book. Um, Yeah. It's just like a, a, a coming of age story. And it's kind of unique in the sense that, oh, you might hear Brandy's tippy taffies. Hi Tippy Dabby. She's just Um so yeah, it's just different in the way that like um she's kind of got survival skills and yeah, but it's essentially just a coming of age story so far at least. So
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes those are good. Mhm. Yeah. Cool. cool. How about um this uh- book. Oh. Yes. Oh my goodness this book yeah yeah
2: yeah so
1: is there anything else you want to talk about
2: no I was just gonna also say that I've been listening to something was wrong this new season oh my goodness me too it's bananas (laughs) what the fuck see episode three I just finished it this morning and I was like cliffhanger much oh my
1: god what happened at the end of episode three again well they started
2: talking to they're like, okay, we're going to stop her story here. And then they right, swap they over to, yeah. yeah. And the woman starts like her, his wife starts dating this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, anyways, it's anyways. Yeah.
1: yeah. So far so good. I feel, yeah. I feel like I wish that it was released all so I could binge yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like why do one episode a week? That's olden days stuff. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Have you ever heard of electricity? Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Meanwhile, we don't do that at all. We True. Do an we- <laughs> and we're like, release them all, release the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, all right it's really good. Okay. End of this book. End of this book,
0: baby. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
1: Okie dokie. Okay, so we're reading Jeez. the second half of part three. Um, I don't know what chapters those are. I did not write it down. <laughs> Just read the last of it. I think it's
2: like 39 to some like the
1: end. Just read the end epilogue. of the book, man.
2: 39 to the epilogue.
1: Perfect. Cool. Um, and oh my gosh. <laughs> this what? ending was Oh, Pretty fuck. satisfying, yeah.
2: Yes, yes, it was,
1: and it really oh. brought things full circle too, which mm-hmm. I
2: liked. Yes, yes, I did like how that there was like a nice conclusion and then like a little snippet of into the future.
1: Yes, I liked. That I liked well. that. Yeah. Although, anyway, we'll <laughs> we'll get there. Woo! Okay, so. We Start. Oh, we're reading Ace of Spades by the way.
2: Yes, true, true. We are. That is the book we're and reading. And I'm
1: Kate. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I shut up. Awesome. Oh, jeez.
2: Is this our okay. first podcast ever? I think it actually might be. So I don't know how we're reading the end of this book. I don't
1: know.
2: Okay. Goodness. Okay. We're anyway. silly Sally's today.
1: I know silly Sally's on a Sunday yeah oh we well in our defense we ate a lot of food and candies last night and I had candy for breakfast I had candy for breakfast too <laughs> and Justin Justin had his birthday and he ate a chocolate covered gummy bear and said not bad and Take I that. went I cried because
2: Caitlin forced it upon me and I was like, oh, don't make me do it.
1: You were like, but don't make me do taste something. That's so good. I don't want to be involved. No, it was gross. <laughs> I stand it's by covered. my,
2: I stand by my claim that chocolate covered gummy bears and or jubes are, are so trash. good. So trash. good, trash. good, good, <laughs> I'll be over here eating my
1: um, sour keys
2: and Ew. all of my Ugh. yummy
1: we did eat um all three of us had nerd ropes and they were bomb they were bomb yes okay anyway okay let's Let's stop being (laughs) silly (laughs) okay no more silly sallies. okay so as so we left off last week devin and she were cheersing because they were about to go to the snowflake ball and be badass bitches they were like they were they were there
2: to cause some ruckus yeah. to break crash the system um bring it down yeah and the hierarchy
1: yeah. b- beat it all of that yeah. stuff yeah all right so devin and chi head into morgan library the beginning of this these chapters devin and she head mm-hmm. into morgan library to meet the reporter mm-hmm. they're like sweet they chose the Morgan Library, obviously, because there's no cameras, like we already know. And she wants to grab the 1965 yearbook for proof, right? Yes. And she she asked Devin to go wait outside for the reporter. And Devin's mm-hmm. outside just chilling. And mm-hmm. fucking Tyrell shows up. Of course he does. Of course. <sighs> he does. And what does Tyrrell tell
2: Devin? And he tells him. Or he's, I need to tell you something. Right. And Devin's like, Can it wait? Like, we're kind of in the middle of something here. No, like, right. this is <laughs> kind of affecting our whole lives. And he's yeah. like, No, I right. need to tell you this now. It's important. Yes. yes. And he tells him that he was approached to help them, Nevious, spy on them. Oh. Ugh. And that they would, like, help pay his sister's bill, like, um healthcare medical bills, bills. And medical bills, and, like, all this stuff, like, pretty much an offer you couldn't refuse no. to
1: spy on Devin and Chi. Yes. And then we find out later that he, like, thought about it and declined it, but that mm-hmm. they, the old white man who approached him had told him that if he told Devin and Chi about it, things would only get worse for them so he was yeah, kind of stuck yeah. between like a rock and a hard place yeah so that's so I that th- think it. yeah and I think that is what he wanted to tell I wanted Devin to tell him yes that time when you were like he never told him <laughs> yeah
2: I was that's what I was thinking too I was like I hope that's what it is but... oh me
1: too but honestly like why why show up right now Terrell like yeah why <laughs> I guess he figured like shit was about to hit the fan so it didn't really matter like it couldn't get worse for Devin maybe yeah, it true. Was, this is yeah. It? like this is the peak of the worstness
2: yeah but he, like he could have told them before they left maybe I don't know, I know.
1: But... or or at any point I don't know anyway okay it is what it is so we're getting we're kind of finding out more about Terrell in that way yeah Cause we were, cause the entire time I'm like, what is his deal? Like, yeah. What is his deal? What, what is up with him? So then she's uh-huh. waiting in the library and the door opens to library and she doesn't end up having any time to hide. So it's Jamie. He comes in. E- e- he's all e- like fucking weird and psychotic. And he's got this like gold lighter that has his name engraved on it like Mm -hmm. and he's like constantly like lighting it it just sounds so creepy but I love how badass Chiamaka is is, like she's she's legitimately like frightened and obviously Mm -hmm. frightened for her life at this point because she knows everything like Mm -hmm. she understands how much bigger the situation is than she ever could have imagined it was right exactly and Jamie and, being creepy and yes. she's just like, I'm going to stand up. Like I got to like hide how scared I am and like be tough. And she does.
2: Mm-hmm. She stands up to him for sure. Yeah, And like, he's telling her she shouldn't be here. And he does end up um, catching her hair on fire a little bit. Yeah. And she's obviously rightfully so terrified, yes. but. She stands up and, like, pushes him away.
1: Yeah. Physically. He's saying to her, he's like, you can't seem to take a fucking hint about all the things that he did to her and how she still keeps showing up. And, like, he's annoyed about that. And then she, like, goes off and she calls him out and she's, like, she called him out for all of his bullshit and then she kind of like played some psychological games with him and was like and you liked it like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she's using like his racism against him essentially to be like yeah you did all of this to me but you liked it (laughs) yeah yeah and she's
2: and it's making him even more angry yeah because
1: it's the truth I bet
2: yeah and he I liked this little part like her inner dialogue with herself she's like you can't like do this to me. I'm Chiamaka fucking a Ade- day, I am sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm butchering that, but like, I'm like, damn, right. You are good for you. Yes.
1: Yes. I agree. Like it just, mm-hmm. none of this changes who you are and how powerful you are. A quote exactly. I wrote down too that. I really loved was, um, what I, this is from her perspective. She says, what I felt was a desperation to be powerful in a world that doesn't let girls be, especially girls like me. And I was like, "Shit! Like that's so sad." But yeah. I don't know. I just felt like that line was really powerful and beautiful. And then when Jamie starts strangling her and yes. she kicks him in the uh, dick, I was like, yeah. "Yes,
2: yeah, yeah." I was kind of at that moment. I was scared, like he had his hands around her neck, and like the way yeah. he, the, um, the writing was like, "Ferdria was writing this." I was yeah. like. I was scared for Chiamaka.
1: I know, me too. Like I was reading it so quickly. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Kicks him in the dick. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, yes. And then the end of that chapter kind of finished with Chi feeling more powerful. And like, she has her voice back. And I was like, yes, yes, yes.
2: Get it, girl. Yeah, I'm assuming it probably gave her even more of the confidence and boost to like get up there and go- what happens after um, hell yeah fuel to that yeah.
1: fire baby yeah. like yeah th- like oh my god it's like she's taken so much of this shit and she's like no more <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. no so more. then um Tyrell kind of explains a little bit more about um what that old guy was telling him mm-hmm. and do you the- think it was Ward I-, I think it was Ward for mm-hmm. sure that or I thought Mr. Taylor, but I think that Ward is probably like the mastermind behind the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we kind of touched on that. He was asked to keep tabs and, um, in return, pay the medical bills, Mm -hmm. um, didn't want to, um, tell him because they were threatened. They'd make it worse. Um, but then Devin and she, take their place and positions and then Devin notices his um cheese neck and realizes that something happened in between yeah Yeah. she her perspective is changing I find like as she's giving this speech and she's Mm -hmm. like walks in the room and puts the crown on her own head yeah and she's like her whole perspective on maybe like power or not like power but um is it class? I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but like her whole perspective on, I guess, the past four years of her life. Oh, yeah. All changing. And like what was important to her is really not. And yeah, even
1: like the idea that that room that they were in was specifically built for the snowflake ball for the seniors and that they like keep the door locked and that nobody gets like you don't get to see it until you're participating in that event sort of thing so Mm -hmm. I feel like even that stupid little thing like she's realizing how ridiculous that is like yeah there's no need like the popularity and everything that she thought that she needed to strive for was just like it's in comparison that's not what she really is. Am I making sense? Exactly. Like, it's, yeah, no, it's exactly. Like, and what she knows she needs to focus on now. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, she's, um, sees Terrell enter from this while well, she's up on the stage mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. like, why is he here? Yeah. Um, and then the, she spots her reporter and He's she, she gives servers. Yeah. And she gives her the signal to start her. Mm-hmm expose Mm -hmm. speech so she's going on about her speech and then she looks over and the reporter's not there anymore
0: Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) and then she sees that everybody in the audience has the guy fox masks on (laughs)
1: how creepy would that be what like that i was like this is so creepy like
2: oh oh And then like literally everyone is aces. The reporter is Mm -hmm. aces. Everybody Mm -hmm. is aces, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: which is crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mr. Ward comes out and pretty much is like tells her to like take a seat, like get out of here essentially Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. threatens the Diana Walker treatment, which is the first woman who went
1: like completely missing which I think he's kind of implying that he'll kill her. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. Which
1: is not cool. Yeah.
2: Um, shh, they're, then they hear like a rumbling and a bunch of protesters come <laughs> I in.
1: I Yes, yes. Yes. Um, but in so all the commotion. All yeah. of the people yeah. From, yeah. that had yeah. read Devin's tweet, mm-hmm. they had started like a protest at the school. Yes. And yes. so they come in at the best time. Because well, maybe not, but well, well, thank problem. God for his tweet. Yeah, honestly, because I when when that part of the book when that when I read that, I was like, what is Fredria thinking? Like, where is that? I thought it was going to be a negative thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, at like the point, horse before I the carriage. Was, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then it turned out
2: to be awesome. Yes. But in the commotion of all the protesters, somebody grabs chi.
1: I know, and holds a gun to her head. I know, I know. Ugh. It's pointed to her forehead from Devin's perspective, and he's shocked by the amount of the, uh, by the amount of people of color that he's seeing in the room. Um, and it kind of like makes him realize. He, it, he actually says he's never seen that many black people together, except for in his neighborhood. And he especially never thought that he would see it at Nevius. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of empowering for Devin too, like, just kind of like, wow, but also like, look, right. Yes, exactly. So he, and it also talks about how he really didn't want to be right about the news station, but like, he totally knew it seemed too good to be true, Mm -hmm. which sucks, but that is true. And so Devin's looking for Chi and he ends up finding her and she's terrified and Ward's got a gun to her head. So he charges Ward and apparently Ward is way stronger than Devin thought yeah, he was.
2: Got the like, maybe he drinks the like blood and like he's got the power nice. of the devil or something. Nice. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like, like, like what's
1: shit going on? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I just picture him as like some scrawny, like creepy burn, like Mr. Burns looking kind of yeah! guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was picturing him kind of like dark features and just like a weirdo. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's
2: just like. Uh, super strength strong. man. Okay, yeah.
1: cool. <laughs> so then, Ward is pointing the gun at Devon, and she, such a badass, she like randomly has a stun gun. Yes, <laughs> that she's able to get Ward with. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> and then there's. I feel like so much happens in these few short chapters. It's just insane. Yes, it is crazy. Um, but there's an explosion. Yes,
2: and there's and then smoke the starting to, like, yeah, p- pour from the roof, so they run the out. Roof.
1: The roof is on fire! <laughs> yeah, yeah. so they run outside, because <laughs> yeah. they're like, what the hell? And they actually see that the school is on fire. <laughs> yep, Nevius is up in flames. Goodbye, Nevius. Bye-bye. So Bye. for them, they realize.
2: Yes. Terrell's not outside yes yeah and they're also worrying about like all the protesters that kind of came and exposed it in their own way um and um Devin starts then rushing to the building because he's also worried about Mm Terrell and mm -hmm. he can't he can't lose him even after what Terrell had told him and was truthful about
1: right right
2: um and then Terrell is safe. He's like, "Hey, I'm here.
1: Yeah, Thank guys, gosh. what's up?
2: <laughs> yeah. um, and the police, or sorry, there's obviously fire and ambulance there. And Terrell, Chiamaka, and Devin are all like, "We need to leave before the police show up." They are all wondering what's going, like, what's hap- going to happen with Mr. Ward and Aces. Mm-hmm. Um, will it also get? Buried with the aftermath of the building or the building falling down and it all on fire um yeah is it going to die with nevius essentially yeah
1: i thought it was kind of interesting too because they all end up at terrell's house and so they're all Mm -hmm. just chatting and terrell asks if there will be no more nevius and i'm Mm -hmm. like did he set the fire oh hmm like, maybe, maybe that yeah. was his, like, way of helping them mm-hmm. after, like, he felt that he had betrayed Devin, and so he was like, this is the last thing that he could do, which is to, like, get rid of Nebius. Right. As, like, right. the structure yeah, of yeah. the school. I don't know. I just thought maybe... That's something we could we could ask for Drea. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she'd reveal that, though. That seems like a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah true but I'd love if it was true yeah
2: um Terrell and uh, Devin have like a really sweet moment together and Terrell is apologizing and they build like a little fort together
1: that's so cute (laughs) yeah because she's sleeping in Terrell's bed like she asked where am I sleeping
2: yeah yeah (laughs) And she probably wouldn't have, if she, he's like, oh, I'll make you a spot on the floor. She would have probably just been like, no, I'm just going to sleep in this, your bed. Yeah. Thanks. So no, I'll <laughs> be sleeping in your bed. Thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah. And the um, next morning
2: they're yep. watching, or sorry, I don't know if you have anything else nope. about nope. that part. Nope. Okay. Nope. The next morning they're watching the news and I really liked this part. Like, she's like, I'm watching the news with my new friends. Yeah. Um, my friend, my new friend made me a cup of coffee. I really liked that. Um, yeah moment yeah so they're watching the news and they are blaming the fire on faulty electrical circuits right yes
1: which I put um, in quotation marks because I'm like maybe Terrell. <laughs> but like I feel yeah. like I I don't know because it's also says like earlier in the book that Terrell was super smart so like yeah. could he have done something with the electrical I don't know I don't know
2: Maybe, yeah. True. And like he did come in, like, while she was up on stage and like he's she saw him come in. Yeah. But that was before all the protesters. Yeah. Good, it good question. Be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Be. Okay. Okay.
2: So um, they're feeling like feelings of relief. And now that Nevious, like, seeing Nevious actually being reduced to ashes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there are three um, bodies, three bodies of students found.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Who are those students?
1: Well, the first one ends up being Cece, which was like cheese, not really friend, but someone that I guess she kind of like associated with. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: the second one ended up being someone in Devin's music class, which seemed kind of sad or whatever, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the third one ended up being Jamie boy bye bye like honestly bye <laughs> sorry I, love, I know like, I should Kandria just kills him off like what a yeah. piece of shit let's just kill him yes. off <laughs> yes please do I but know like, I love like, that yeah. for I love that for Chi too like it sucks and she's upset and it is like a very complicated grief and I love how Devin understands that for <laughs> her but it also gives her that I don't want to say like finality of she's not going to be constantly looking over her shoulder for someone who fucked, like he fucked with her the most. I feel like four years pretending to be her best friends, even so much as having a romantic relationship with her. And then he was literally doing that the entire time just to toy with her. Like that would be crazy. And I feel like if he actually lived, she would just be constantly like looking for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know. Does that make sense?
2: No, that makes total sense because like, even at the beginning of the book, when they were describing, when she was describing their relationship, Mm -hmm. he was her only friend.
1: Yeah. Like her only true friend. Yes. Yes. I just, and he never was like, oh my gosh. And then even the accident, like he was a huge part of that accident that didn't even Mm -hmm. happen. And I just feel like that would be really traumatic. It's obviously traumatic for her losing him as well. But like I said, maybe there is some finality there. So Yeah
2: yeah and like that would be it would be really hard trying to decipher those emotions like she might feel like relief in some sense like you're saying Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then like the grief of the friend the juxtaposition of that would be awful and like she does even say like she kind of feels bad that she's sad about it but like in the same way she's Anyways, um, Devin realizes that she's quite upset and which was really, I liked how like in sync they are now almost. Yeah.
1: It was very intuitive of him. And I love how he also didn't judge her. Mm -mm. Like exactly. It wasn't, he was kind of just holding space for her, which I don't think she's used to in any regard.
2: Mm -hmm. And he's just like, do you want to go somewhere quiet?
1: Yeah. And And she's like, yeah.
2: Yeah. So they go to the beach.
1: Which is so sweet.
2: Yeah. And she didn't even know that the beach like existed. No. Or this part of it did. Yeah. Her
1: mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Devin also owes, opens up a bit to Chi and um, tells him, Tells sorry, Devin um, opens up to Chi and tells her that he tried to kill himself at this mm-hmm. beach.
1: Mm-hmm. Years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that someone had followed him and stopped him. And it never Mm -hmm. tells you who.
2: But then I'm like putting three and five together. (laughs) With what? Like Devin came home and he was soaking wet.
1: Oh!
2: It was Terrell probably that followed him to the beach. Do you think it was Terrell? Or Jack, one of the two.
1: Yeah. But Jack was in on
2: it. So then I don't know.
1: But I feel like Jack was only in on it once him and Devin went to Nevious, right? Yeah. Because they probably tried to like, like brainwash him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. True. So then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know who it could have been. So maybe it was one of them.
1: We kind of end that chapter with Devin taking Chi's hand and yeah. she kind of, this, this part was so like Blair too, where she like goes to like make a face at him, but he's not even paying attention and she doesn't move her hand. Like she lets it happen. And, yep. um, and it says that she doesn't feel alone at all, which was mm-hmm. very sweet. Yeah.
2: Um, and then an actual journalist yes. reaches out to Devin yes. and wants to talk.
1: <laughs> and, and it's a, a Black reporter. Yes. Yes. And that was kind of a cool little <laughs> full circle yes. because. Exactly. It, yeah. And th- that his tweet had doubled in response. So, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and then it kind of ends that they saying he'll show Chi and see what she thinks.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, but like in this moment, he feels like genuinely happy yes yeah yeah so then we get another like this is my favorite I love this in a book because I always am left wondering what happens after to these characters I know and like I don't always love a sequel so I really appreciate like this short little epilogue that makes
1: me feel so good yeah, and this is like a Cliff Notes version of a sequel. <laughs> exactly. Which is exactly what you want sometimes. Exactly. This is exactly what I want. Yeah.
2: So, so uh, the 16 F- years F- later. 16 years, yes. And it starts off with a letter mm-hmm. from the Underground Society to Mrs. Johnson,
1: mm-hmm.
2: warning not to son- send her son to Polera's Private Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this secret underground society seems to be, um, looking if for evidence of the social eugenics like nevius and they're mm-hmm. targeting people of color. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no. I was just going to say that the group, and it's also signed by Dr. Chiamaka and Professor Devin, which was sweet. But it seems like the Underground Society is a group that they put together whose aim is to protect the people of color um, from these awful racist institutions. And it also kind of seemed like they were perhaps offering an alternative education facility. So because they didn't want to take away a good education from Mm -hmm. a person of color. They instead wanted to enable them, but allow them to not be exposed to what they had gone through. Yes.
2: And um, in that letter, they also confirmed that like Diana Walker did tragically die because of this. Um, And that son, uh, sorry, that school that they invite their son to is called the Ruby Bridges Academy. Right. Which was set up, like you said, by the underground society.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and that I I liked how they signed off, like you would said, but then I was kind of like XOXO. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's a serious, it's very serious letter, but like, I was just I like, okay. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. I know.
2: Oh um, gosh. But then we get like a little perspective on each of them and what they're doing in their lives. And Devin and Terrell are in love. <laughs> I know. It seems like married maybe
1: yeah and ma lives with them I know which is exactly what Alan Devon wanted to be able to do mm-hmm. right provide mm-hmm. for his mom
2: yes exactly and he visits Chi every day
1: I know he says he's going to visit the doctor
2: <laughs> yeah I've got to go to the doctors mm-hmm. and we find out that he is a music teacher
1: yeah Yay. so cute mm-hmm Yes, yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Aces couldn't bring them down, uh-uh. Mm-mm. No way, no how. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then, so Devin goes and visits Chi and they don't really get to hang out, but it's fine. It seems like they've got this like interesting little dynamic where they just enjoy like knowing one another is still there sort of thing. Yeah. And Chi, we get a little bit more in depth with the boy from the letter that that epilogue starts off with and she's worried about the boy um but she says that i guess the family wanted the boy to go to the school because it's the only good school in their area is that mm-hmm. what yes that's Yuki what i got from that? it yeah, yeah yeah so it seems like they were kind of like saying no thank you but then she was like we'll plant someone at the school to protect him which was so cute
2: yes I love how they didn't like just stop at like there was more um solidarity or like more totally
1: totally and they're making it their mission like exactly yes and will not experience this and they will go on and be successful like Mm -hmm. hell yeah that's awesome
2: Devin asks how is Mia yeah and I'm assuming that she's wife who is pregnant Right. That's kind of what it sounded like. Yeah. So, like, sounds like she's having a nice little family. And then she's reflecting on her day. Um, Mm -hmm. She's getting to the last patient of her day. Who's Um, dying? Yes.
1: She's reflecting. I I feel happy.
2: (laughs) Yes. And she's reflecting about Henrietta Lacks. And Mm -hmm. she was, um, I think, a scientist or into medical research. Um, She was a Black woman um, who, um, I think she researched cancer cells, but Um, anyways. Her her
1: cancer cells were the source of um, the first, sorry, I'm reading about it online, but I'm not science-y, so I don't quite understand, but it seems like her cells were very prominent in helping with cancer research
2: yes so it sounds like um chiamaka is maybe an oncologist or some sort of specialized um doctor who deals with cancer and Mm -hmm. this last patient
1: who is dying like you just said (laughs) she says hello headmaster ward yes what? but she's probably still gonna do her job and be a good doctor and take care yes. of him of course and she could be like goodbye yeah <laughs> just close your eyes you'll go to sleep now forever
2: it's good nighty night mr ward
1: that was- oh that was nice that was just yeah. wrapped up with a nice little bow <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i
2: was thought mm-hmm. i was
1: thinking that like
2: mr ward had maybe like because he got tased and he was stunned he would right. might have like gotten trapped in the rubble of the oh, school and maybe he
1: died too yeah. yeah I
2: thought and so I was shocked at this ending I didn't expect it yeah. to be him at all yeah but I, I yeah. really liked how she was just like hello
1: well and then he got to see that he couldn't take her down like exactly. look at me I'm a doctor who's now treating
2: you how's yeah. that feel and who could like help your last days, or maybe even save your life or whatever. Yeah. Now yeah. you have to yeah. deal with me as a, yeah, it's like a full circle, yeah. like, yeah, yes, tables look at have me. Turned. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very satisfying ending.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. 10 out of 10 on the ending. Loved that. So, yeah. what do you yeah. rate it?
1: Oh, I don't know. This was a good book. um I'm going to go solid four.
2: Same. I was thinking for two, because I didn't love the beginning so much. Yeah. It was okay. But I liked the end parts. Um, yeah.
1: I thought I honestly found like halfway through part two is where like shit started to get real. And, Mm -hmm. um, but mate, like, but I do understand the relevance of the beginning part where it really set it up so that you would understand how fucked up the whole thing is. Um, just because it started off as if everything was very normal, so I get that for sure. Mm-hmm. But yes, it was yes. a good book. It was easy to read. Yes, I, I got a difficult that. subject,
2: obviously. Yeah, true. Um, and what I also liked about it was that um, I just like loved the strong um, characters, like the strong woman yes. character. Um, Mm -hmm. and in Chiamaka I really loved that Mm -hmm. and that how at the end like even though like I feel myself personally I'd probably just like curl up in a ball and be like just wake me up when all this is over or like
1: honestly I'm
2: I know I'm not strong enough of a person I don't think but she I really loved and admired that about Chiamaka in this book
1: Totally, totally. Well, when I don't know if it was in the epilogue or if I had seen it on Frederia's Instagram, but she was talking about how she was going in because she wrote this book in her first year of university, which is Mm -hmm. absolutely bananas. But she was watching Gossip Girl. And I think maybe I wish I had I think this was the epilogue because I was thinking that I wished I had been able to read the epilogue prior to reading the book just because I love having that background knowledge. Like I'm someone who will Google the ending of a movie just so that I like understand everything that's going on throughout the movie. But um, she was very clear in the epilogue about how she loved Gossip Girl. It was a great show. She became like totally enmeshed in it, but she wished that there was a character who was very much like Blair, but a person of color. And so she created that right, with Chiyamaka, really? right? right? And- I just think that having like read her say, yeah, this is Blair, but she's black. It just made me like it a whole lot more because it's not like she was trying to like hide the fact that it was similar. Like she's like, yeah, I love Gossip Girl. I just wanted it to be like, she just wanted to be able to see herself in it more, I guess. Right, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. And that,
2: and that makes sense. Like, I feel like they, any marginalized community, well they're marginalized but like they're not represented enough in the things that we see and consume every day and no
1: not at all yeah
2: exactly so um
1: I was even thinking I do appreciate that
2: and same with Firekeeper's Daughter I really appreciated the strong female lead who was indigenous I don't know I've never read a book with that
1: no really well written really like she has it's a different take on serious issues like racism and homophobia, um, and even like classism. And I think she dealt with it very well, especially at such a young age. Like, yes, yeah. Wow, just to grasp the concepts so well, um, but still approach them delicately and with taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very interesting. No. Um, no, no, no. With
2: all that being said, when this episode yeah. drops on Thursday, we'll be interviewing yeah. Frederia. So um, we're so excited. Yeah. If you have any last minute questions, no. warning. Up, no. Okay.
1: Don't. Oh, I guess Never. in the morning. Yeah. You listen in the morning.
2: <laughs> we'll check our Facebook group quickly before we hop on after we both do our day jobs. Um, day and- jobs. And if you have any like last minute questions, let us know in the Facebook group, but we've already, we've already put a call out so you can answer on that and we'll put out a little bonus episode for you. Our interview with
1: her, a little bonus Q and a Q and a so fun, so fun. We're so lucky. This is such a fun little thing. I've never in a million years thought I'd be able to read a book and then ask the author questions. (laughs)
2: Same here. I'm nervous. Cause she seems so cool. And she's younger than I us. Know. Too.
1: I know. I think she is really cool. And she's way cooler than us. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and well, like, not just I just, for you, but <laughs> no, she's cooler than me. Yeah. I, just writing books at 19. That is friggin' awesome. Super I'm pretty casually. sure that's like, four point almost 4.5 stars on Goodreads like that's crazy yeah.
1: yeah yeah she's killing it yeah
2: what was I yeah. doing at like nineteen twenty two? I don't know I can't I even know remember. what I was doing I was not
1: doing anything close to this <laughs> no same here <laughs> so yeah I'm super excited to chat with her and that will be fun yeah
2: so right. we'll see you next week I'm excited for a little, thr- a little um, domestic thriller. Ooh. <gasps> I know for September,
1: not a happy family. Dun, dun, dun.
2: Yeah. And All start right. thinking about your spooky ghost books and not necessarily ghosts, but just spooky Halloween books.
1: Say the Halloween. Dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun. Cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us
2: directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time,
1: bye. bye!